This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to a Real Man Real Podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host. And I'm with my co-host Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports, who just got his piece of shit computer rebooted. How you doing, Dalton? Uh, it's a busy week for me. Uh, first of all, let's be clear. It was your fault on your end. I'm going to buy a new computer in this segment. It was very frustrating. The the restart restarted, and then uh, a bunch of problems happened. Uh, so Monday, I went to LAX at 6 a.m. in the morning and came home at 2 a.m. that night. So a trip to L.A. and back, uh, dealing with a fantasy basketball draft a live video, which was fun. Crom Butler among all the athletes I've, uh, uh, you know, been privy to uh, meet, he was my favorite. He was he was a fun, fun guy and knowledgeable. He's no Kaepernick, though. Come on. Well, well, Ka- well. Come on, I love Cap. Come on, of course. But um, then then one of our closest friends had an emergency C-section, and I had to. Uh, so I went to the hospital yesterday. Then my niece got married uh, last night, and um, that was a whole other thing. I had to fly to Monterey and back. So it's been a very busy few days for me. All right. Everyone cares so much about this. Yeah, of course they do. And now, now my wife's in my room right now telling me I need to back the car out of the garage. So, so good times. Okay, good. All right. Well, you're going to ignore that, obviously, because this is the real man would. This is not the Nutless Monkey podcast. So, you know, you, you have to stand up for yourself. I got a bunch of things. I know we're going to talk about the games. Uh, obviously, there's no real point in going into the Zeke Elliott thing for now. He's lost his case to the NFL, it's kind of ridiculous because there's just no urgency for the NFL to suspend him. They could always suspend him next year. There is urgency for him to play. I don't really understand the dumbass ruling, but who knows? It's a bye week. By the time this is posted, there's probably going to be way more news, so I don't want to get into it beyond that. I had a couple things, actually, that I was uh, thinking about. Um, Obviously, that big Harvey Weinstein scandal broke, which you're aware of, of course. Yeah, just terrible. It's 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 funny how how it all the one person comes out and then then the 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 floodgates come out big time. Yeah, no, yeah, it makes sense. I understand like someone of that power and and, and young actresses trying to get into the industry, but just terrible. What is that? Well, it's interesting because I was listening. This is totally random, but I was listening to this Ed Fang podcast. Ed Fang is like a analytics football guy, handicaps games. Somehow I saw it on Twitter. Someone retweeted it. I. Started, you know, you go down that rabbit hole of clicking. Um, and he had some guests, I can't even remember the guy's name, and they were talking. And one of the questions that Ed Fang asked the guy is, Who would you want to have dinner with, dead or alive, if you could? And he said Hunter S. Thompson. 
and they talked about this Hunter S. Thompson uh, story on the moth. Do you know what the moth is? No. It's this National Public Radio feature where someone tells a short story. Anyway, there was one about him from a woman who had worked as his assistant when she was like 22 years old. And so I went to that, and I listened to it, and it was about how she was sort of bartending and wanted to be a writer, and her friend said, Hunter S. Thompson needs an assistant. You should apply. So she wrote him a letter, and he called her at 3 a.m. saying he was impressed by her letter. Could she start tomorrow? And she said yes. His assistant called her and got her a plane ticket to Aspen. I'm not going to do the whole story, but basically, like, immediately when she got there, he started, you know, giving her this chocolate cake with drugs in it and shots, and she ate the chocolate cake, and she was shrooming, and she was tripping, and she worked for him for six months before she couldn't take it anymore. But in the whole story, it occurred to me that, like, he never sexually harassed her. And she was, like, alone with him, drugged out in his compound in Colorado. Like, if, you know, if anybody could have done it. It was him, but he just never did. There was no, well, there was no indication from her story in which she spoke somewhat fondly of the guy who was obviously crazy. He was super paranoid at times when he was coming out of his drug binges. He was saying that like the police were about to arrest them imminently and he was crazy. You know, he was a crazy dude, but he never once harassed her. And it, it made me think, you know, Hunter S. Thompson was a fuck up and the sociopaths are the guys who were like adapt to society and become rich and powerful in society. If you're well adapted to a sick society, you're more likely to be sick than if you're maladapted to a sick society. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, he, I mean, his defense is like, back in the day, this was accepted. Right, he has no defense because more and more <laughs> crazy, crazy shit starts coming out. Like, well, he has no defense, right, but like, I'm saying... Back his, in the day, it might have been, it was, I think it was acceptable to make like a, a comment, like a flirty comment to your secretary or be like, oh, you know, you're really keeping a nice figure or something, you know, right, right. something that wouldn't fly today. That was accepted. The shit he was doing was way, you know, that, that wasn't accepted then either. Not remotely. Right. So, right, right. Fair enough. Sure. Sure. But, yeah. No, I, I, no, these stories come out are crazy. Like, like when Paltrow was abused and like Brad Pitt confronted him. I mean, this is pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty extreme as far, even for Hollywood standards. Right. No, I mean, it, it, he's, he's a sick dude. But anyway, it just occurred to me that, like, the guy who's a nut, Hunter S. Thompson, <laughs> didn't go there. And the woman who's now, like, in her 40s or whatever, late 40s, is kind of attractive. I'm sure she was attractive when she was 22. But, like, Hunter S. Thompson was just a fuck-up. He wasn't a dude with great power. Right. And again, I, it just made me think, it's not the people who are, like, I'm not saying that everybody who's, like, on drugs is, like, a great guy or safe to be with. But what I'm saying is that if you want to find the real sociopaths that are not in jail, look for like the most power, look for the politicians, the people who crave the most power and influence. Right. Because yeah. like those are the people that a need to be like that. And B people who somehow like fit in perfectly to the social game to me are fucked up. Whereas like, if you're a little bit more maladapted, I'll trust you more. Right. Right. The only way I know Hunter S Thompson, to be honest, is the fear and loathing in Las Vegas movie. But, um, but yeah, he seemed like a, a pretty interesting dude, and yes, what, what crazy. Like, Weinstein's wife left him a week after he claimed that she, uh, you know, backed him 100%. And, uh, no, yeah, he's, just, like, he's, he's not going to get done. out of this. He's, he's not going to get out of this. This is, I'm, this curious, is beyond. I'm curious, what do you, what do you think about criminally, though? Will he, will he, will he spend time in jail? Okay, well, there's some statute of limitations issues, right, with all the old or, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, you only, it's like three years, or I don't know exactly what the limit, you know, six years, but it's not. 15, 20 years. He looks the part, right? 
What do you mean he looks the part? <laughs> he looks like someone that would do this. He looks sport. like a, a grubby <laughs> rapist type of dude. Point was, I, I don't know why we got so deep into the, the woods with this, but like my, my point was basically that I was, I'd saw, seen stuff about that uh, scandal, and I was, reading this, I was listening to this Hunter S. Thompson podcast story by this woman, and it was just reminding me. I was like, she was 22. She was in the compound with him, and it was just such a contrast. It had, the story had nothing to do with that. It was a story about how many drugs she ha- he asked her to take, and then his other assistant, this other woman who was older, said, don't even try to keep up. Don't worry about it. So, you know, because nobody could keep up. Some dude was driving by Hunter S. Thompson's house in L.A. one time, and some dude came stumbling down the hill out of his mind, and fly- he flagged down the car, and-, and the guy was like, I just can't take it anymore. I just can't hang with that dude. And it was John Belushi coming down from Hunter S. Thompson's house. <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> that, that, was, that was too far for him. It, he was like, it was too far, and he killed himself with drugging himself too much. Right. So, obviously... Dude was next level. Anyway, okay, I'll, just, I'll have some things to throw to you, and they're they're slightly um, not quite as heavy. Okay, okay. and uh, right. I, okay, well I'll I'll get those. Do you, do you own any Bitcoin, by the way? No, I have not touched that. It's up to fifty three, fifty four hundred. I got it at forty six hundred a month ago. Immediately went down to thirty two, and now it's up. That's just going to go to like, I don't know. I I'm, I mean I just have one. I'm glad I bought it. I'm not going to go buy like five more because. It's pretty crazy, but I've been I've been kind of obsessed. I've been listening to podcasts on it. You should look into it. All right, Bitcoin. It's going to replace a lot of stuff. I don't want to turn this into a Bitcoin podcast because there are many much more knowledgeable people doing that. But it's uh, it's pretty good. Well, you uh, should keep that to yourself as well, too. I mean, come on, we have a massive audience here, so we don't want to let other people, you know, get in get in on that. No, that I might. do because if they buy it, it'll go up in price. So. <laughs> right. Okay. okay. One one other thing. Uh, I know you you think I'm very absent minded. You've said that in the past, and this is well. I've, I've witnessed it. You losing your keys and not knowing where you parked and all kinds of things. Yes. Okay. Firsthand. Fine. But this story will. Yeah, you'll probably appreciate this. So, uh, I saw on Twitter somebody recommended this new show on Netflix called American Vandal. He's like, it's just an amazing satire. It's great in every way. And I was like, oh, you know, I want to see this. So I told Heather, you know, we should watch American Vandal. Or I emailed it to her. And I get to Netflix, and I see this recommendation for me, and it's this show called Designated Survivor. And I'm thinking, oh, American. And I see there's, like, something to do with the American flag in the background. Oh, I'm like, this dude. is it. This must be it. So I start watching. You know, this gets worse. So I start watching it. And it's a satire, according to the guy that I was, who gave me the recommendation. So I'm, like, watching it. I'm like, this is a pretty funny satire. But the other thing that was going on is somehow, and I didn't know this, we had uh, triggered a uh, thing on the Apple TV accidentally that turned on uh, for blind people. They had to sh- describe every scene. Have you ever seen that? No, I've not. So, like, it'll, it'll say white screen, you know, red, red letters, white background as Netflix is coming on. Then it'll say, man comes in, goatee, talks to them. And then they'll have, you know, then the show will be going, but they'll keep describing everything. And... It was just like annoying voice. And Heather's like, God, that voice is so annoying. How can you take this? It's so annoying. I'm like, no, it's a satire. Like, this is like a, a <laughs> mocking voice. And it was going, man with goatee turns around. It's like, yeah, you see, the, the FBI agent has a goatee. Like, this is funny. So basically, in the, in the first episode of the, of the show, Kiefer Sutherland is like this. He's like the, home, the housing and urban development secretary, what Ben Carson is, like just some low-level cabinet guy. And like this, in the State of the Union address, Somebody does a terrorist attack and kills everybody in there, like everybody. 
So like, and that is a real thing, by the way. That is a real thing. What's that? Yeah, no, I know, I know. There's like a, a succession thing, right? But like every, all the main guys get killed, and he's just like this nerdy professor guy who's about to get fired anyway. We find out earlier. But because they're all dead, he's the president. And then these generals are like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do something. He's like, well, I'm not comfortable with that. And I'm like cracking up, being like, this is a satire. Like, all these generals want to go all World War Three on the shit. And he's acting all like, you know, it's like what would be in your face if this shit happened to you and you were like a normal person because he's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and then this voiceover keeps happening. This fucking turns around, faces the general, says. And then he says, and I'm like, yeah, this voice and Heather's like that voiceover is so annoying. I'm like, yeah, it's just part of the satire. Like it'll pay off later. And I find out two things. One, I'm watching the wrong show. It is not a satire. <laughs> okay. Two, that voice is not part of the show. It is something that you turn on if you're blind to get descriptions of the scene. That's amazing. So I, I watched maybe the entire pilot, which is like you know 45 minutes or however long it was, and then some of the second one before realizing because it was only because like we watched something else and had that stupid voiceover i was like oh shit this wasn't part of it a couple thoughts first of all designated survivor is terrible it's a network show (laughs) it's awful i think they have like four different showrunners already okay i thought it was right right. and and the other one you were recommended though my wife has watched and and has told me to watch okay okay what's it called american vandal yeah, yeah. Uh, supposedly that is pretty w- worthwhile. So, okay. so yes. Anyway, that's how that, that, ridiculous. That's that, hilarious. That's how um, ridiculous. Oh. I am. Right. All right. What do you got for me? That's all I got for you. Okay. Well, that that was pretty funny. But um, so uh, I picked up Rob Kelly and Adrian Peterson and Stopa. That was funny. Uh, with Rob Kelly already being out, I'm desperate after going stars and scrubs and losing Beckham. Uh, I want to tell you that I got Aaron Jones in League of Leagues a couple weeks ago. I saw so that. Can I get some credit? Yeah, you do. Yeah. We're back. I, I actually checked the yeah. score. We won last week. We're two and three. We're not out of it. Let's let's keep it going. I know we have a, a pretty good team too. So it's it's not yeah. People are trying to come to us because we're one and three, and it's like calm down. We have actually a good team. So I actually want to run one thing by you in my home league. So I want your opinion on this. So. Marcus Mariota plays Monday night, right? Very questionable. In our home league, we have this rule. If he's active, you start Mariota. If he's inactive, you start player B. What do you think of that? You mean you could, you could like put something on Sunday, and as long as you've like committed to the choice, player B could get six touchdowns, and then you're praying that Mariota's scratched, right? Exactly. Okay. Isn't it, it's all about fun, right? I mean, fantasy football, it's, it's a fairy tale. I mean, it's just, right? Shouldn't that be it all? Do you agree with that or not? I think it's a fine rule if you have it before the season. Sure, yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Okay, one other thing I want to bring, bring to you is uh, the, the common theme, kind of like BABIP in baseball, was, was just, you know, everyone believed in it. I'm kind of leaning toward against the running back being fungible in the NFL. Uh, you know, Fournette, uh, uh, these things matter. I, I feel like getting a good running back matters. Well, is it running game or running back? Because you look at, like, well, Dalvin sure, Cook. Sure. The Vikings have Dalvin Cook. Wow, they're so much better. And then McKinnon comes in, and he looks just as good. And it's like, well, their offensive line apparently is much better than it was. So is it the back or is it the line? Well, it's obviously a combination of both, but I feel like... You the, mean the running game player. matters. The running game. You don't, you don't want to get... It's not worth getting like specific whether it's the back or the line, right? Just the running game matters. 
Sure. Right. Right. I actually think the player matters a little bit more than we've given credit for in in the past. I mean, it probably. I mean, McKinnon's very athletic, and you know, it's not like he's some stiff that they put in there. I mean, he was one of those sabermetric favorites last year, anyway. Yeah, I I think it matters, man. I do. Okay. All right. So we went three and two last week in the Vegas contest. So. We got kind of fucked. I, I mean, oh, you know, I mean, Houston. With, ah, just like losing those two guys on the first play. It's just first yeah. drive. It's just so annoying. Yeah, it was annoying. But anyway, we're on the right path, doing pretty well. Um, okay, so the next one is I'm happy for Strasburg. You know, controversy just in general. I've always loved the guy, and uh, then the the illness. He might not start. Blah blah blah. But what a dominate. Twelve K zero walks. Domination. Have you been following uh, the playoffs? I've been just following him looking up the box scores the next day. I haven't really been watching much. I watched, I watched a little of the Verlander sale, the first game of the Sox-Astros game, thinking, oh, I'll watch this matchup. And it was just shit. Yeah, they both pitched badly. <laughs> I saw Altuve no, hit three over. That's the thing. Most, most starters have been pulled very, very early. I mean, that's the thing also with, with Strasburg. Anyway, I love the guy. Uh, so the one, there's only one futures bet I met before the, uh, uh, before the season, and it was Astros at 15 to 1. Bet $250 on them, so um, I'm pretty happy. Uh, they got the quote-unquote easier matchup uh, now with your Yankees. Yankees are tough, though. I mean, the Indians were really, really good, and it's sad for them. They're, they're like a World Series quality team. I mean, to guys like you know Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor and Edwin Ed- Encarnacion and Carrasco and Kluver. I mean, that is a dominant. That was a good team. Um, but, you know, the baseball playoffs, five-game series is just so go either way and, and the Yankees are good too the Yankees have good starting pitching now you know and they well, it's dominant bullpen dominant. dominant bullpen good starting pitching though I mean Severino's an ace and Tanaka's a borderline ace and then Sonny Gray is decent CC got a little lucky but and they actually have pitching now and a dominant bullpen and everybody in their lineup can hit so it's they're, they're no easy out for sure. Yeah. I picked Dodgers over Astros before the season, which looks okay right now, which is one it of looks the few things. Very good right now. That's the favorite. Those are the two favorites. Yeah. So, so. But, but I will say that the Astros, I mean, Verlander was just such a big acquisition. I mean, without him, you know, I mean, that's just like, that's their ace now, you know? And then right. Right. they're obviously a loaded line. I don't know. And they're, they're all, I mean, I, I hate the Cubs. So I hope, uh, I hope the Nationals win, but it's all such loaded teams left. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so one thing I want to point out that we made a bet on uh, XM Radio this morning: Brandon Cooks versus Chris Hogan. Rest of season, 0.5 PPR, a cool 20 bucks. I have Coke. I have Hogan. And um, before we get to the games this week, we absolutely have to address the elephant in the room, which is the super volcano. Dude, that shit's on. You know, I'm glad I'm here. I mean, I'm sure the There'll be some effects over here, but, I mean, you're toast. I mean, you're done. You should get the fuck out. You've got like a week. That shit could happen any moment. It it could blow. And when we talk about the super volcano, you can Google it, but it's basically like an apocalyptic level volcano that instead of just, it's like, you know, how many, they said it's like 1,500 Mount St. Helens or, you know, more than that. It's like a, it would cover like half the earth with volcanic ash and cool. You think global warming's a problem? You know, we're, we're going up to <laughs> two degrees did. Celsius. How about some global cooling, like minus four degrees <laughs> Celsius, right away? Not in 10, 20, 50 years. Like, right ASAP. That's no joke. That's some serious climate change. 
it's very serious and it's supposedly going to the, the the recent news is that it might happen sooner than we all expected. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're talking weeks, we're talking days, we're talking minutes at this point. Now, I mean, it means no, that calm down, calm what they, down. What but they my said, frankly, what they said in the article was instead of it being like a thousand year process before the activity heats up, it could be like a decades long process, basically. But anyway, that was our team name for the Las Vegas Super Contest the, the last few years before you switch it to Real Man. And uh, yeah, this this is a real thing. It's a real thing, and it's going to be a problem if it af- if it ever erupts for sure. I think problem is understating it. <laughs> a problem is in we're done for. Yeah, or I mean, we're not necessarily done for, but this is this this would be yeah apocalyptic pretty much. All right, let's so go you, to the picks. Okay, let's do the picks. Uh, I, 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 I actually glance at yours. Uh, we're very different this week, so this might be uh, tough to come up with uh, with our Las Vegas picks. But then again, I've been terrible against the spread this week, so I'll acquiesce to you. You should. So I'm totally on the other side of all these that Jeff is, too. Jeff is on your side. And uh, we had this guy from the Las Vegas uh, Sports and Information Network on the show today, right before you came on. And he said all the sharps liked pretty much the other side of what I had too, so it's interesting. I'm I'm really Actually, out of my own, um, but yeah. I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, exactly. All right, Eagles plus three at Panthers. I really like the Panthers here. Me I, would, too. I would use this. I mean, I would use this. I, I think like um, Lane Johnson's not playing for the Eagles. He's been a key guy for them for many years. And Newton looks good. Newton's even, you know, you can't look at the pa- uh, Panthers' full-season offensive numbers because it's two different players. They have a quarterback. And their D is really good. And I think Thursday night, short week, I like the Panthers. Well, a couple things. One, I'm not sure I can get it in. And second, uh, you, I sent you the odds, but you realize it's three and a half on the right. Supercon. All right. Well, I'm just saying I like the Panthers. I don't care. If we don't, if we don't use it, there are probably other ones. But I'm with you. I'm with you, though. No, I think that Cam Newton's back for sure. And, and the Eagles are way explodable in the secondary. So yeah, I hear you. Cam throws down the field. This is not. This is one of the few guys that isn't dink and dunk. Sure. All right. right. Browns plus nine and a half at Texans. This was a coin flip for me. I just I ended up taking the Browns just because, you know, the Texans D is so banged up and the Browns are a desperate animal and. I just think they'll play with them. I also love Deshaun Watson as like a volatile upside guy. Like he was great playing the Patriots, but I also think against a shitty team, you almost rather have like a Matthew Stafford, like a vanilla player, just to easily exploit them rather than somebody who's more volatile. Yep, I took the Browns as well. Kevin Hogan's been way better than Kaiser. Right. That's the other thing, right. Kaiser temporary. <laughs> some some geniuses are not appreciated until posthumously. Patriots minus nine and a half at Jets. I, I mean, obviously from the year-to-date performance, like the Jets are three and two, the Patriots are three and two. Laying nine and a half on the road is absurd. But ten days for the Patriots to look at the shitty Jets team and figure out how to crush them. I took them. I took the pass. Oh, I hold. I held my nose and took the Jets. This is a fifteen-point spread at home. For a team that's given up the most YPA in the NFL, but boy, I would never argue this. This, this is a stay away. I, I, I don't like ever betting against the Pats. Yeah, I kind of like them here after 10 days and just regrouping. Yeah. They also no. played a little better defensively against the Bucks. Sure, right. All right. Dolphins plus 11 at the Falcons. I saw this line go all the way up to 13 recently. 
I took yeah, the Dolphins. Yeah, Vegas Insider right now is uh, there. There are sites that are twelve and a half. Okay, I took the Dolphins. I don't love it, but I just feel like I don't know that Cutler. I, I he may he may just be terrible the whole year. They may cut him, get rid of him, but I just think they've been again in London. They just had one game at home against a shitty Titans team. I'm gonna take the points. I switched back and forth. I, I laid the points just because I think that they might be that bad, Miami. in uh, Atlanta, obviously, way better at home. But, boy, this is another coin flip that I want no part of. Okay. Lions plus five at the Saints. This is one where I may have misread my own lean because the Sharps all love the Saints, by the way. And Stafford I is terrible. I want to fight for the Saints here. Okay, I'll give, I'll give it to you. I, t- I took the Lions because my – I was part of me was like Saints at home, crush this shitty Lions team. But then I was like, eh, we don't know if the Saints defense is good yet. They played two games and the Lions suck, but these are basically equal teams. Like it's too many points, but I'll I'll let you take the Saints. I was I I kind of feel like, you know how I grade myself on did I read yep. myself right? I might yep. have read myself wrong on this one. So I'm going to let you have the Saints if you want it. Okay, yeah, I won it because I nearly made them my best bet. Fifty okay, over sure. under. Come on, they're going to tell you something. You're oh. responsible for this shit too. Okay, okay. Well, well, I, I promise you, you're going to be responsible for one later. Here, we'll get okay. to. Go right. Actually, the next game. <laughs> okay, Packers minus three and a half at the Vikings. It sucks that it's three. I saw the contest lines, which is really unfortunate. But the Vikings are my best bet. I, I just think the Packers are really good, but they're much better at home. This is a tough D for Aaron Rodgers. And uh, Jarek McKinnon, to me, is just as good as Dalvin Cook. Case Keenum well, is better than an injured Bradford. He's not that much worse than a healthy Bradford. And I'm taking the points at home. Yeah, so I, I, I almost made Green Bay my best bet also. because I mean, but you go to bat for them, we're going to pick the Vikings. All right. You want to, right? Yeah. You're, you're, this yes. is you, though. This is you. I take full responsibility for this pick. Yeah. And I think we found out last year no, that when no. I take responsibility, I mean it. I'm not a weasel like you who tries to make excuses. Calm down. Calm down. All right? You better get that, be the fucking better. Saints right. Three and a half would be a lot better. But. Okay. You ready? Let's keep going. Yeah. Bears plus six and a half at Ravens. Um, this was really cool. So my first lean was the Bears, but then I thought about it some more, and I took the Ravens, and now I feel pretty good about the Ravens. Yeah, anytime I rank like uh, the defense top two, I feel like you should back them as far as fantasy terms. So, I mean, also a short week for the Bears, too. Uh, you know, rookie quarterback. So, I don't know. I'd be kind of willing to use the Ravens here. I would use them. I mean, I'm not like in love with it, but I would use it. Okay. All right. All right. Here's another one I really like. Niners plus nine and a half at the Redskins. I think it might be 10 at the contest, but whatever. I think the Redskins are actually a good team. And their D destroyed Derek Carr in Washington. Then they went toe-to-toe with KC, 50-50 game there. And the Niners, they just, what did you say? They had two overtime games. They played 10 quarters, as you said. Yeah. And now they're going on the road again to Washington. He was rested. The guy we had, um, his name was Paulie Howard on the show, pointed out that this could be a look-ahead game because the Redskins play the Eagles the next week, which is a huge divisional game. But... I mean, maybe, but I, I'm going to lay the wood. I think they're going to roll. Do you buy that? That seems like some bullshit to me. But that look-ahead look right. shit? Yeah. I mean, if they if they do have a bad game, then it's a look-ahead game. If they blow them out, oh, I guess right. they were focused. You then know, it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, so I, uh, 
I'm, I'm big on the Redskins. They're my second. So in staff picks, I went at, uh, Niners, but I was not confident at all. And then now the spreads jumped to 11, and in the in the contest is 10. Totally on board. I, I'm with you. I, I have Washington is by far the best streaming defense in fantasy leagues this week. Yeah, as said, the Niners have played back-to-back overtime games, have to travel, and fine. Let's use them. Okay. Washington. Here's another one I would use. Rams plus two and a half at Jaguars. Um, you, we talked about this, you and I, on the, on the show today, which is that Bortles is garbage, and the Rams' D hasn't been great, but Wade Phillips will bring it. And I, I know that the Jaguars' D is good, but Goff passed the eye test for me last week. He didn't play great, but... There were some open guys. They schemed to get people open. Seattle did not dominate them, and they can handle Jacksonville. I, I'm, I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, all the times, the, the two and a half points just begs you to take that home team favored by less than the field goal. But Gurley, uh, the Jacksonville's actually averaged, uh, allowed the most uh, yards per carry in the NFL right. this year. So it, it, but that's not, that's not a really instructive stat because I understand. you know, you know I, what two of those carries were, right? Right. Very long ones at the end of games. No, well, no, there's one by Bilal Powell where right, well, he was touched down. down, right. And he ran 75 yards for a touchdown. So, like, that really hurts your average. And then that same game, Elijah McGuire had, like, a 60-something yard. I mean, they all count, but, like, it's not like people are getting eight yards a pop every time against them. Sure. Fair enough. But, um, anyway, it seems like a buying low, selling high type thing yeah. based off last week. And, uh, yeah, we're using the Rams for sure. Cool. All right. And then Bucks minus two and a half at Cardinals. This was really a coin flip. I just couldn't lay the wood with the Bucks on the road. I just don't respect them enough. So I took the Cardinals. They suck, but I just took them anyway. I did too. Um, yeah. I mean, is Jameis Winston good or not? I don't know. Somebody compared him to Eli, which I thought was interesting. Like throws a lot of picks, makes him downfield, willing to go downfield. Maybe that's fair. I don't know. It's just, I can't tell. I can't tell if he's good. Yeah. Me neither. But, yeah, I, I, I'm with you with Arizona, though. All right, next. Steelers plus four and a half at Chiefs. I actually had the Chiefs at first. And then, unfortunately, I had to pick this game before we knew Travis Kelsey's status because I think he's huge in this game. Right, right. Now it looks like he was practicing on a limited basis, which if you have a concussion, you're either too dizzy to get out of bed or you're fine. I know Stefania Bell would not like that. But uh, I have, I'm a concussion theorist. I understand concussions from my observation of this for many years. And I feel like if the dude is back in practice midweek, he's definitely playing the following week. Well, and he returned to the game before he left again. I mean, that, that was very, very odd. Well, that doesn't matter. You could return to the game and then end up totally brain damaged. But the fact that he's fine midweek, to me, that's like, that's it. You know, usually if you're like woozy, it's like it does, you just – you don't get it back. Like Corey Kosky or Justin Morneau, that was like years it took those guys. Right, Morneau, right. Good call. Um, yeah, so originally I was like, Kansas City, I'm just going to stop doubting them. They're the only undefeated. They keep winning. And uh, Pittsburgh, you know, big Ben on the road. But four and a half points, this is just the time in which the Pittsburgh bounces back. So I, I took the Chiefs, but I'm not as confident as I was originally. Yeah, I went the opposite. I took the Steelers, and I'm not confident now that Kelsey, I think he's going to play. Because I thought if, if the Steelers will run it a lot, you can run on the Chiefs. The Chiefs will run it a lot. They'll kind of be a slugfest, and the points will matter. But if Kelsey's there, it may change things. Steelers are really good at covering receivers this year, but Kelsey's such a weapon. So that's the one 
wild card for me, but I did take the Steelers. Um, okay, Chargers plus three at Raiders. We talked about this at the very end of the XM segment, but I think these teams are about equal, like with Derek Carr. Obviously, if the Raiders don't have Derek Carr, Chargers are way better. They're just about equal. Like They're both average teams, have the strengths and weaknesses, and the Chargers are just so much better to take on the road. Like Their home field is so depressing that you really can't take them. But on the road, I feel like they're... They can hang. They're equal, and I just took the points. Right. So okay. So this is an interesting one because the, the Vegas contest, they're uh, it's plus three and a half, and oh. then if you look at Vegas Insider, it's the the Raiders are only minus two. So I don't know what to make of it, but I like the Raiders to win this game. I would probably give more than a field goal, but uh, I mean, I would not recommend anyone betting on this. Yeah, you don't like them at three and a half. I would use three and a half. Why are you on the Raiders all of a sudden? I mean, you're such a moron. You took the Raiders uh, in Washington. You took them again last week against the Ravens. Why? I mean, you know the Raiders suck. And then you finally capitulated. No, I'm not. I know, I know, I know. And now they've been terrible for like three weeks, and you're like just hoping to keep on them so you can. So if Derek Carr returns, you still like three and a half? We could switch that. No problem. Derek Carr. Who's Derek Carr? Why, Why are you suddenly a Derek Carr backer? No, I'm not. No, I, I hear you. What, Especially, what, is, what has happened to you? No, I hear you. Okay, all right. Let's go, Chargers. Who, who, who are you going to take out? Oh, you're such, but you're such bad luck now. Now that you're coming off your convictions this easily, it's probably wrong. Probably. I, let, let's see. We'll, we'll, it'll be in consideration. The Chargers. Okay. Right. Okay. Then you get the Giants plus twelve at the Broncos, and like, not only lose every receiver in the most uncanny thing ever. I mean, it just it just never happens like that. But secondly, now Ben McAdoo and Dominic Rogers Cromartie got into a feud, and McAdoo suspended Dominic Rogers Cromartie, who is an excellent slot corner. And now Eli Apple is, you know, even more on his own. They're going to have a, you know, third, fourth stringer playing the slot. But they're getting 12 against a team that doesn't really run up the score. So who do you like there? Well, it's hard not to like the Broncos here, no matter the price. I mean, they. The Giants have given up a 10 touchdowns, one interception. Their DVOA against the rush is abysmal. I mean, it's tough to have a 12-point spread in a 39 over-under. I mean, the Broncos are going to just be by far the number one fantasy defense. Uh, talk me out of how I, I, I might load up just betting-wise on the Broncos here. What do you think, Chris? I picked the Giants. I, I wasn't confident. I could see it being like, 17 to nothing Broncos or 21 to nothing or something like that easily. But I was looking at the Massey Peabody stuff and I don't, I make my picks. I mean, but when I'm kind of stumped on a weird game like this and they don't price in all these receiver injuries, but they had the giants and Broncos is basically dead. Even like really injuring this week. Yeah. Just, you know, not including the, the receiver injuries, obviously, because that, you know, that doesn't really get priced in. They don't move the needle for that. Um, and I was thinking, you know, 12 is a hell of a, a line just for really Beckham is the only real needle mover to me. And so, Honestly. you know, it's, I'm not saying that they're always right. And, and sometimes there's a cascade effect when it's not just one receiver who wouldn't matter, like Brandon Marshall or Shepard or whoever, but everybody at once uh, right. because you have to drop so far down. But Roger Lewis isn't bad. Evan Ingram's pretty good. The third of Vereen. I mean, it's going to be a shitty offense. Don't get me wrong, but. I don't know. I took the Giants to lose 20 to 10. Okay. So with all those injuries, and um, I'll, I'll, I'll bet you this, 20 bucks, 9.5 over under. 
Well, what's the what's the implied over under right now for Vegas? I'll look it up right now, and we can figure it out. But I'm too lazy, and, and we actually on Rotowire we have the um, we now have the NFL lines. By the way, Derek reminded me to do this. If you like the podcast, um, obviously please rate it, comment, all that shit. It, it's helpful to us. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Whatever. But also, if you like fantasy sports and reading the full column, beating the book, uh, you can sign up for free to RotoWire at rotowire.com slash pod. It is a free 10-day trial. You do not need a credit card. You do not have to cancel. It just lapses if you don't subscribe in earnest after the 10 days. So, again, it's rotowire.com slash pod. And, uh, yeah, it would be cool uh, if this podcast generates uh, a few uh, signups and you can check out the site and see what you actually think. All right. Let me look, and we, this, we also have this on the site. Um, we have the implied total, so let me look at the implied total for the Giants. 13.75, yeah. I'll do over 9.5. Okay, sure. 20 bucks. 20 bucks, done. over 9.5. Okay, done. All right, then we have the Monday night game for which there is no line. I made up a line, uh, Colts plus 4.5. It actually is 6.5. Yeah, Vegas, yeah, our, our Super Contest says 6.5, yeah. I had to make up a line at the time. Um, I think it's six and a half only because it's looking more likely that Mariota will play. At the time I wrote it, like it was truly up in the air. So I would take the Titans here. I, I'm winning by seven. Uh, I don't feel strongly about it, but it's kind of you're really gambling here that Mariota plays. Sure, if Mariota plays, then whatever. I mean, because I have no strong opinion. If he doesn't, this shit's like a pickup, not a pickup, but like plus three exactly. at worst. Right, exactly. So, yeah, no, no strong opinion. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're not gonna, okay. we're not gonna use that one. It might be kind of savvy to use it if you really think Mariota is gonna play, because you're probably getting a little extra value. Um, all right, let's let's go over these five then. You ready? I'm ready. All right. So we're not gonna use the Thursday night because it's a, it's three and a half, and b, your your dude can't make it. So um, you're gonna use the Saints. It's on you. Saints. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the Vikings. That's on me. We're going to use the Redskins. Yep. We're going to use the Ravens Rams. And Ravens. Either Ravens or Chargers. Yeah, that's up to you. That's, that's on you. All right. I'll use I'm going to the... send. I'm going to send him. Oh, honestly, I'm going to send him a text one second after we finish this podcast. So you tell me. This is on you. Why is it on me? I'll do it because I'm not a nutless monkey like you. I'll, a real man is fine with making the call. But why is this on me? I'm just asking. I'm just curious. Because I, I disagree with you with the Chargers. Oh, I see. For, you're choosing the Ravens. Yeah. All right. I was going to just say, let's go Chargers out of spite, but let's just take the Ravens. I'm fine with that. Oh, no. What a coward. What a coward. <laughs> no. I don't want to damage our chances to win just to you know, be contrarian. I will be pissed at myself and you if the Chargers cover and the Ravens don't. Listen. Coward. All right. All right, man. All right. All right. Good time. Good. All right. Take yeah. it easy, man. All right. Later. Later. Later, Liz. Bye.